Today, we're shining a light on what supremacy culture looks like in our day-to-day lives. Welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where we're illuminating and dismantling all of the ways supremacy culture has impacted our relationships with ourselves, with source, and with others. Not just the overt ways, like racism, sexism, ageism, alcoholism, and all the other isms, but also the sneaky, cunning ways you wouldn't have thought of, like perfectionism, imposter syndrome, judgment, burnout, the not-enoughs, and the hustle to achieve. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Batuk, and I'm a relationship therapist, leadership development consultant, and author of the book series, Fierce Authenticity. Whether you're a returning listener or you're new here, I want to extend a very warm welcome to you and invite you to connect with me through the Fierce Authenticity newsletter community. If you're ready to rise above an inherited systematic invasion rooted in fear and lack so that you can calm and refocus those energies towards reclaiming a fiercely authentic personal relationship grounded in an abundance and love that is so radiant all your other relationships are elevated with you, then this is the space for you. I invite you to visit www.fierceauthenticity.com slash connect to join me. I'm so excited that you're here. And now let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be back with you for another episode. Thank you for joining me week after week. And if this is your first time here, then welcome. You guys, this podcast is something that really brings me so much joy. It truly allows me to simply close my eyes, connect with my higher power, and bring through whatever messages my higher power wants to share with us for the day. So although I sometimes come into it with a quote-unquote agenda or an idea that I'd like to speak about, I'm simply the conduit to allow the divine's love and messages to come through. So here I am with you, and I just honor you for honoring your higher powers calls, those universal nudges and messages that have you tuning in with me week after week or however often you join us. It's really important that we do this together. Supremacy culture wants to keep us isolated and alone. It wants to make sure that we are divided because there's a reason the phrase divide and conquer exists. Supremacy culture wants to keep us divided. It wants to keep us isolated. It wants to keep us alone. And quite frankly, What we need in order to heal from all of this and to dismantle all of those systems and to shine a light on everything that we've been doing is we need each other. We need community. Healing happens in relationships. And I'll share another podcast episode about that because the mind is 
fascinating. Of course, indigenous traditions and pre-colonial civilizations, they knew this because they were very collectivist and social beings. And then Eurocolonization occurred. And even before that, you know, 5,500 plus years ago, the goal was to divide and conquer and to separate the people from each other and to separate the people from their practices and from their communities. And that's why it's so important that you tune in with me week after week and be in community with me. And because you're not just in community with me, you're in community with all of the other listeners who are tuning in. And together, we are dismantling these systems within ourselves. We're healing from the trauma. And we are together, collectively elevating ourselves. And you guys, that, that is where the magic happens. That is where it's like that magical space that allows the global change to happen, that global shift to happen. I recall one of Milagros's quotes about how, you know, when each of us take our brick out of the wall of separation, the wall will eventually come crumbling down. And it's just such a beautiful way of looking at it. And that's why it's so important that you're here. And I'm going to invite you to share this podcast with everybody that you know, post it on your social media, take a screenshot, share it on your stories, tag me so that we can have a conversation as you do that. And quite frankly, that's how this message spreads. You know, it's funny because we just watched Inception again, and they talk about how an idea in the mind spreads like a virus. And considering the fact that we are still in the coronavirus, COVID-19 epidemic, the pandemic that we're in right now still, uh, we can see just how easily a virus does spread and how easily not only does it spread, but it also morphs, it mutates, and um, is a sneaky little thing. And just like disease, death, drama, destruction, chaos, fear, just like all of those energies can spread like a virus, so too can the energies of healing and peace and love and connection and intimacy and community. All of that can spread just as rapidly as a virus that's going to take you down. So just pause into that, because um, I know here we talk a lot about uncovering the the shadows, right? Everything that's been hidden, all the stuff that hasn't been in our conscious awareness. And today I'm inviting you to consider the fact that you simply being here and listening and you sharing this podcast with maybe one, two, or three other friends. And if they share it with one, two, or three other friends, that that bubble just keeps getting bigger and bigger. The ripple effect continues to move out. And instead of spreading toxicity, what we're spreading is love and healing. And so that's why it's so important to me that you're here with me, whether that be one time only or you keep coming back. And I'm grateful either way, if you just are here for this one time or if you keep coming back, I'm so grateful 
that you're here with me. And today, we are going to look at what I am now calling everyday supremacy. We talk a lot here about supremacy culture and how it's impacted us with racism and disconnection and isolation and and things like that. And today I want to break it down into what it looks like in our everyday, day-to-day interactions. And of course, the whole podcast is about that, not just this episode, but the Fierce Authenticity podcast as a whole is about that very thing. And it felt really important to record an episode for you to create this episode that purely focuses on the day-to-day, everyday things we do, the everyday ways that supremacy culture shows up. So where should we begin? Because there is so much. And the first thing that is coming to my mind is that separation, the isolation, the division. And so, yes, we know on a bigger, greater level, on the macro level, we know what that looks like. It looks like systemic racism. It looks like institutional racism and injustices. It looks like who gets to build wealth, who gets to go to college, who gets their college funded, and who doesn't. It even looks like who gets to go to school in a state of mostly calm with a calm nervous system and and who goes to school with a super highly activated nervous system. I mean, yes, we know that all of those are the bigger macro level ways that supremacy culture shows up to keep us divided and to keep us separate and isolated. And let's talk about what that looks like in our day-to-day relationships. In our day-to-day relationships, It looks like keeping ourselves closed off from the love and intimacy and connection that is available to us at all times. Now, growing up, we learn stories about who we are and how valuable we are and how lovable we are. And as you've been following me in the podcast, you are also hearing more about how it's not just the stories we learned in our families of origin, because of course, the stories we learned in our families of origin are informed by the larger macro level, what's happening, what's going on, what's gone on, and how that has impacted us in our nervous systems and how that's impacted us epigenetically and how these responses get passed down. And one of the biggest ways that we, on an everyday basis, uphold supremacy culture is by keeping ourselves isolated and behind these walls of separation. And we do it by keeping ourselves just kind of blocked off, defended, walled off. We don't actually allow people to see inside of us. There's a phrase I learned from a mentor of mine, intimacy is into me you see. And it's scary as fuck 
to let people see into us, especially when we have been conditioned for millennia to believe that we aren't good enough or we aren't valuable or we aren't worthy if we look a certain way and the number that that's done on our nervous system. So of course, we're going to then defend and attack against that. So defend and attack to more of supremacy's tactics and the ways they show up in our everyday way is we that wall we put up, we put it up to defend ourselves and keep ourselves separate. In my first book, Fierce Authenticity, Show Up, Be Seen, Get Love, I spoke about it as the insta wall. You know, right when you start to feel someone is getting too close or someone's about to touch something that you're really sensitive about, the Insta wall goes up. And no, I am not talking about the Instagram wall. I am talking about the wall that we put up when we defend ourselves. And when we defend ourselves, we're keeping ourselves separate. We're keeping ourselves unavailable for connection. We're keeping ourselves isolated. We're keeping ourselves alone. And when we do that, we can't connect, which is exactly what supremacy wants. So let's say you're having a conversation with someone and they start to say something that you're really sensitive about. And instead of saying, you know, that's a subject that I'm really sensitive about. Instead of saying that, let's say you put up, you get triggered and you instantly put up your wall and you shut that conversation down. And you're like, no, I want to talk about that. Or you get just really snarky or defensive. Like that's how that shows up in our everyday ways. And then you know what transpires from that. What transpires from us being defended is we also go into the pattern of attack because now I'm going to turn around and look at you and tell you something that you're doing that might not be helpful or appropriate. Actually, no, not even helpful or appropriate. It's like that may not be a behavior that I think is helpful for you. And so in your defendedness, you want to go into attack and hurt the other person. And again, divide and conquer, attack, defend. That's how we keep ourselves isolated, alone, and separate. And now when we attack them, again, totally unavailable for connection. And in our attacks of them, we're actually operating from the space of judgment and criticism. And one of the things I share in my upcoming book, Fierce Authenticity 2.0, Supremacy's Impact on Our Relationships, is that judgment and criticism actually register in our brains as threat. And so they activate that survival, literally they activate the nervous system into a state of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Now, fawn isn't one that we've talked about much here, and it's not one that we have a lot of knowledge about. A lot of people aren't talking about fawn, F-A-W-N, and it is starting to come more and more into the public realms. And 
of course, fight and flight. That's our nervous system hyper arousal. We're ready to mobilize. Freeze. That's the immobilized response of the, the nervous system. And then there's fawn, which I wrote a blog once a long time ago calling it the tend and befriend response. And it is the response that if you can't beat them, join them. And for me, I haven't done the research on this, but what it feels like, the energetic quality of what that feels like is it feels like we go into a freeze and then we start to mobilize fight or flight within that freeze. And so it really confuses us on our nervous systems. And so what we do there is we start to people please. codependency, quote-unquote codependency, as it's called. We start to do for others at our own expense because really, what do humans want? What are we wired for? We are wired for connection and belonging. We are wired for social connection. That's just how our brains work. Humans are social creatures. This is how our brains are wired. And so when there is a threat to our survival, because we think that we're going to be ousted from the group, we can go into that nervous system response of fawn, which is a really fucking confusing nervous system response, (laughs) at least in mobilize, fight or flight, or immobilize, freeze, we know what to do. And really in fawn, it's it's so freaking confusing. And again, I haven't looked up the research on that. I'm simply sharing the energetics of what I feel in my body when I think about myself in the fawn response. And when I think of others that I know in the fawn response, it's really freaking confusing. And again, my superpower is to be able to see these connections, the patterns, the interactions, and the way they come together. And that's what I'm gathering about this pattern. So that's the the fawn response in a nutshell. So when we get into attack and defend, coming back to our situation where someone says something about us and then we want to say something about them, it puts us in a space of judgment and criticism. And judgment and criticism, as I was saying, activates one of those four nervous system responses. We either shut down, freeze, and we're, again, even more unavailable for connection. We go into fight or flight, which is that, okay, you attacked me, I'm going to attack you back. You said something about me, I'm going to say something judgmental and mean and rude back to you. So that's the fight, flight, mobilize. And then there's the fawn, which is like that deer in the headlights. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Okay, I'm going to jump in on this. And so I'm either going to agree with you and say, yeah, you're, you're right. And you're not saying it because you actually believe them to be right. Or you actually start engaging in just really that self-abandonment of yourself. And anytime we go into any of these nervous system responses, in a way we are abandoning ourselves, we are leaving ourselves and the truth of who we are, but that's a whole other conversation for a whole other podcast. And my point here is we go into judgment and criticism. And judgment and criticism keep us further walled off and they continue to keep our nervous system in a state of dysregulation. 
So judgment, criticism, attack, defend, these are some of the everyday ways that supremacy culture shows up. And then when you internalize that and point it towards yourself, self-judgment and self-criticism actually activate the same threat systems in the brain and in the nervous system. So when you are getting into judgment and criticism and it's directed towards yourself, this is where perfectionism pops up. This is where imposter syndrome pops up. This is where the not enoughs pop up. And all three of those things are actually associated with Comparison. Comparisonitis, another one of everyday supremacy culture's tools, the the ways that it shows up in our day-to-day. And judgment, criticism, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, the not enoughs, comparisonitis. And then it can lead to competition. I'm bigger than you. I'm badder than you. Watch me do it better. And then Now we're falling into another one of everyday supremacy conditioning's trap, which is the hustle to achieve. We start to do the grind. And when we do that, it's just, it just leads to what Robin Morning and I spoke about in our episode called outrunning burnout, or is it capitalism fatigue? That's what it does to us, keeping us further disconnected keeping us further isolated, keeping us further alone, and keeping our nervous systems in a continued state of dysregulation. Because I don't know about you, but I know for me and most people that I know, whether they be in my life personally or professionally through the work that I do with my clients, when we follow that pattern through and we get to that space of hustling to achieve and that grind, like, We are so freaking stressed out. Like there is no regulation in our nervous systems when we are that stressed out, which quite frankly is how the nervous system gets like fried. I'm calling it that. These are not technical terms, but that's really how we get fried and burn ourselves out or fall into the pattern like that capitalism fatigue because we are doing all of these things in an attempt to get to gain, and to be bigger and badder than someone else. Like, literally, you guys, these are the everyday ways that supremacy culture shows up and how it shows up in us and our relationships with ourselves, with source, and with others. Because it keeps us in a state of the perpetual doing which I learned a phrase for it called the perpetual harvest. And y'all, we are not meant for that. Just like we're not meant to keep ourselves walled off and defended. Because in our walling off and in our defending, we're just out here trying to prove to you and others that we are worthy of love and acceptance and connection and belonging. But because our nervous systems are so dysregulated and because supremacy's conditioning really is the malware that's been embedded so deep in our brains, 
we do it all while still frozen under supremacy's conditioning. And you know, as I say that, I get the image of us being underneath a rock, that oppressive nature, because that's what supremacy culture is. It's oppression. And the ways that that oppression just weighs so heavily on us. And it's like, it's weighing on us. It's weighing on us. We're like frozen underneath the weight of it, underneath the seeming power of it. And then we're just trying to scramble and do whatever it is that we think that we can in order to survive under that system. When in reality, what's going to shift it is when we see that these are the ways everyday supremacy shows up in us, informs our actions, informs our thoughts, informs our reactions, informs our beliefs and the systems that we put in place. That's where the miracle is is when you start to wake up to this. And when you start to wake up to this, you start to interact with others differently. You start to have more peace and gentleness and ease in your life. And then you get to spread that to others around you. And then they have a calmer nervous system in your presence. And then they might have a calmer nervous system in the presence of those around them. And then just like fear, death, drama, destruction, terror, supremacy can spread like a virus, instead, we're spreading the love, the peace, the hope, the connection. And that is how we heal relationally. Or at least that's one way we heal relationally. There's so many more ways and we are going to continue talking about that. And for today, this is what I wanted to share with you. I wanted to illuminate with you what does everyday supremacy culture look like? Because we talk about it in that bigger context and that macro level. And now it's time to bring it to the micro level. How does it show up in ourselves and our interactions our interpersonal reactions between ourselves and between us and others. So there you have it. And next week, we will be back with a guest episode. And uh, we're going to be talking about time affluence. Yeah. Doesn't that feel good? Time affluence. That's what we're going to be speaking about, and that's why it felt important to illuminate a little bit of how everyday supremacy culture shows up, because next week in our conversation around time affluence, we are going to speak about the hustle and grind and supremacy's conditioning that we have to constantly be doing. And um, that's why it was important that I share today's episode with you about the everyday subtle ways that supremacy culture shows up. And of course, this is an ongoing conversation. You're going to keep hearing more about this because that's what this podcast is all about. And in the meantime, I hope you have a really fantastic week and we will be together again soon. Take really good care. 
want to take a moment to honor and acknowledge the amazing support team that helps make this podcast possible for you. Starting with Diego Velasquez, our podcast editor and the talented artist who created our custom music. Ana Olvina, my wonderful assistant who creates all of our beautiful graphics and the transcript of every episode, which you can find over at www.fierceauthenticity.com. Biana Sandich, who writes our amazing show notes and does it so well that I bet you couldn't tell it wasn't me. The talented Jillian at Epoxy Studios, whose photography is our cover art and pretty much every other curated image that you see of me on social media. My husband, who puts up with me when it's 11.30 p.m. on a Sunday night and I'm like, hey babe, I gotta record a podcast episode. Like, right now. Is that okay? My higher power, whose divine wisdom flows through me to bring these messages to you. And last but not least, I want to thank you, my listener, so much for listening in. If you'd like to join the podcast support team, some ways you can do so are by rating and reviewing the podcast, sharing it with everyone you know, and if possible, making a financial contribution through the link in the show notes so that you too can be part of the team elevating this podcast and making it possible to bring to other listeners like you. I'm sending you so much love and we will be together again soon. 